Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight, we, as our final final um, episode this year, this year. we're going to review Black Christmas that was released in 1974. That's correct. It was a Canadian slasher film. Now, yeah. it was actually called Black Christmas. No, it was called Black Christmas, but originally titled... Silent Night, Evil Night in the United States. So, some of you obviously might be listening in the United States. That is the name of the movie. It could have two names over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, it was um, sort of the um, inspiration for Halloween and the slasher combo that came many, many years, I mean, four years well, after. Yeah, yeah, again, some ideas. Food for thought, as you would, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so mm. it's one of the inspirations for it. Although I did I did some reading and found out that it, the story itself, some of the bits of the story, came from the, ur- the um, urban oh, tale um, where the babe, the babysitter, and the phone call. Miss- yeah, different things. Yeah, so th- th- some of it was actually taken out of possible reality or urban myth. Hmm. So yeah, mm. Mm. Yes. and actually, I think there was an, a, a similar. I'll, I'll and when I talk about it later, I'll, uh, I shall el- elucidate. Is that the right word? Eliminate mm. uh, would be good. Elucidate. Ooh, I must write that word down. No. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, I'll go through my usual, shall I? Yes, you will. Here we go. Produced by Bob Clark. Directed by Bob Clark. Written by, surprisingly, Bob a, Clark. No, <laughs> A. Roy Moore. Uh-huh. Ah. No. Now, have you mentioned that? Bob Clark does, um, in the movie, the shadow of the antagonist, Billy. And he also does some of the phone voicing. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, I think so, about yeah. three people portray yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the antagonist, antagonist in Billy, this one. Yeah. So, yeah, had three people. Yeah, yeah, it does explain a lot because um, there's like many voices for this Well, they did. They, but the, there's, there's one way I'll talk about him in a minute. Okay, budget. I like this bit. This is the part that gets me so... I love money. Uh, budget, $620,000. That's it. That's that's pretty deep. I, I I think it's retrospective to the mm. day it was made back in the seventies, uh, yeah. but yeah. it made four million bucks. Now that's not a bad when it you know, returned for dollar. Mm. Okay, so I think it's done pretty damn good. And actually, this is one of the better movies of its time. I would say. I would say mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And it was probably um, the better of most other uh, you know story related movies at its time. So. Um, as I said before, in my last podcast, when we did the um, that Sorority Massacre movie, isn't that right, Mike? That we did the lo- last last time we were here, we did Sorority Massacre. Sorority Massacre, yeah, that yeah. was the older one. And yeah. um, while well, that was Sorority House or Sorority yeah. Sorority House Mass- Massacre, yeah, yeah, whatever. whatever yeah. It we've was, done a few of those. Yeah, that, well, <laughs> so, yeah. we did one. Oh, watched the few. Yeah, this yeah, one yeah, we yeah. watched. The um, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. I haven't watched. Sorority House Row yet. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one, that's I'm, I'm confused. I've uh, heard about it. There's too many sorority movies. As I said before, this um, sorority house movies are become a very popular franchise to build. Or now, I'm gonna to talk, I, I was going to talk about this a bit later on, but it's, I've got some notes here in front of me about this movie, and we talked about something mm-hmm. inspired by the urban legend, The Babysitter and the Man Upstairs, as you said before, and a series of murders. Ooh. 
that took place in the Westmount neighbourhood of Montreal, Quebec. That's in mm-hmm. Canada for you, Sarah. I've heard of that. Uh, Moore wrote the screenplay under the title Stop Me. Okay, now, uh-huh. the fil- filmmakers made several alterations to the script, primarily the shifting to a university setting with, a young, ad- uh, with young adult characters. Uh, shot in Toronto in 1974. Hmm. Um, I told you what the budget was. Uh, yeah. Now, cast. I'm not going to go for everybody. There's a cast of a lot of dead bodies. No. Ha, ha, ha. Like, main ones are. Olivia Hussey plays the main female role. Now, some of you say, oh, yeah, that's a blast from the past. Now, she was in one of her first movies was Romeo and Juliet, and I think she played alongside Leonardo DiCaprio on that. I think. I cannot remember. Um, I, I haven't mm. seen the movie for Me years either. and years. But I think, yeah, see, Olivia Hussey and somebody else, but I think it would have been Leonardo when he was very young. Um, Akir Dalia plays her boyfriend, Peter. Rather good-looking guy, and he plays an interesting part. Now, I won't say anything else yeah. because it comes out in the story. I don't leave it. Give anything away. Now, right. I'll just mention a couple of people's names here. I won't do them all. Uh, Margot Kidder plays one of the girls called Barb. Uh, John Saxton plays uh, Lieutenant Fuller. Now, I've seen John Saxton in several productions over yeah, the years. Yeah, he was so, also yeah. in Nightmare on Elm Street. He was, I think, yeah. Now, uh, Marion... Wald, Waldman plays Mrs. Maxie, like a house mother to the uh, girls. Andrea Martin plays Phil, one of the girls. Uh, and I'll leave the rest of those guys. I'll just jump down to our antagonist. <laughs> now, the main one is Nick Mancuso. I think he sounds familiar. Yeah, he's been in some other things. He's been used for other things, other roles, yeah. And the name Mancuso does ring, but I just cannot place what he was in there. I should have, I should have looked it up. Now, he plays Billy and phone voice, uncredited. Doesn't, because no one says who the phone voices are. No. Bob Clark plays Billy's shadow and phone voice, uncredited. Albert J. Dunk plays Billy's POV. Now, he might have been a cameraman. Mm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so he might have been a cameraman in yeah, Unit 2 or something or other. Uh, walking around with the camera, making out he was looking through, obviously, Billy's eyeballs. Okay. Um, yeah, and shaking around. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Now, uh, Sarah's going to get into the uh, to the tell in a moment. And, um, yeah. I think I'll leave that for the time being. There's some stuff I'll talk about later. Mm. Do you want to take over now? Yes, I might as okay. well. Okay. So it begins on a nice, Chris, um, Chris, getting close to Christmas time type time. The snow, a few fairy lights, whatnot, and a bunch of girls are just selling in for, um, you know, a little bit of a brief party with their boyfriends and stuff like that. And one of them is about to pack up and head off home, and then she gets attacked by, is the first one to get attacked by our killer, who happens to be strolling, who happened to climb up the trellis and enter the attic. Well, you could have actually put that around the other way. Okay. While the girl's having a party, a man crawl, climbs yeah. up trellis in the house. Mm, yeah. Then the girl goes through to get ready to go, and who jumps out of the closet? It weren't Santa Claus. Okay, yeah, right. and he wraps her in a sort of um, uh, clothing bag. A clothing bag wrapped in plastic. Yeah. yeah, and takes her up to the attic where she's sitting in a rocking chair throughout this production. 
didn't get too many lines, did she? No. no. Except hey, for you the know what you remind me of? Who? Mrs. Bates. Oh. Well, mm. she's sitting in a rocking chair. Anyway, no. so Jess, our final girl in this pr- movie, she's dealing with her own set of problems. She's not a virgin, as you and may... And she got a bun on the oven. I mean, yes. she's pregnant, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she wants to tell her boyfriend, who's dealing with his own set of problems, because when he hears about her pregnancy, he wants, they want, he wants, he's a bit shocked that she doesn't want to keep it. Yeah, she wants to abort the baby because she has ideas of a future for her a career. I mean, that's what yeah. She had dreams. Let's never say what her dreams were, but no. she, she had goals and things she wanted to achieve. Didn't yeah. want to be ha- held down by being yeah. pregnant and stuff. And, and he was a um, classical, classical musician. musician, whatever. He's studying for about five or six years, you know, living, mm. living an almost solitary life in a big room, and just, he, he managed to get a girlfriend. Uh, and uh, he's, he, he uh, failed his test mm. uh, after she told him <laughs> mm. she was pregnant and wanted to abort the baby. Yeah. That would put me off a test as well. You know? Yeah, yeah so well, I didn't consider it. Yeah, anyway, Claire, Claire's um, 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 dad comes by. He says that, that Claire hasn't returned for ha- to home for the last couple of days. and he thinks no, that he's supposed to pick her up. Oh, yeah, he's supposed to pick her up, but he doesn't find her. She's not there. She's gone missing. Yeah, mm. so they report the incident to the um, school's police, whatever. School's police? Um, well, canvas police, if that's the word. No, I went to the police. Yes, okay, police. A P-O-L-I-C-E. Shut up. Not the campus police. Okay, <laughs> shut up. Anyway, he, the guy there at the front desk, he's a loser, to be honest. He is. He, I, I don't think he likes kids. I mean, he's a bit simple, maybe. He's I don't very simple. Know. When um, he asks for the address of the frat house, she says... No, she no, one of the girls said something g- gave her um, phone number. Uh, I won't... Well, it's not a rude word. Yes, it is. But it's not. It's, it, it might be indicated rude act. He said, oh, it's fellatio and Radloff. There's some numbers after it. And he said, fellatio. Oh, it's a new exchange. Oh. It's, it's <laughs> FE. Uh, and he wrote down fellatio on the numbers. Oh, and it gave the other detectives a real good laugh and everything. Yeah, but, yeah. they thought, um, okay. Yeah, this guy had no idea what fellatio He's just meant. like one of those mm-hmm. dumb detectives you see in those comedies. Yeah, see, well, that's, it's always good to have a bit of comedy in a horror <laughs> to lighten a little bit so the jump scares are a little bit more intense. Oh, man, so, yeah. it's just so he, was a, he was a dumb blonde in a male role. Yeah. Anyway, mm. they then do a search party and they found that there was a miss, um, a dead girl that they found later on. Isn't that right? No, another girl, another girl went missing in the park. Yeah. Yeah, and a mother came in saying, oh, my daughter, she's about 14-year-old or 15-year-old. Yeah. She went missing and they got a search party out and they found her in the park. Yeah, mm. in pieces, I believe. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway. There's a bit of us over there, and a bit's over there. and no, but, Yeah, but, anyway, but. the girls back at the front house, they get tormented by um, by prank calls. Yeah, a naughty, yeah, you know, the nuisance phone calls, the heavy breathing, and, and the uh, suggestive sort of dialogue and everything else, all that sort of stuff. But he seems to know a little bit too much about what's yeah. going on in the house. All I know mm. is that it's it's several it's like several different mm. voices going on in the the phone call. You know what it reminded me of? Who? Well, you know the horror movies where you got Legion? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, Legion is a demon. I know who you mean. And he got, he got so many different personalities inside him, and he got two or three or four or five different mm-hmm, voice talks at the same time. That sort of thing. That just came over so ranty and ravey and mm. all these different voices. And so, yeah, it reminded me of that mm. a little bit. Yeah. It reminded me of... I was thinking as it, it keeps he keeps mentioning at the beginning Billy Billy I think that as we know we he this character is probably Billy we don't know and well, he's being titled Billy in the cast titled Billy but throughout the story he's taught he's calling out to every the girls in his in the Fortoria house Agnes yeah Agnes I believe mm. I read somewhere was either his sister or a girlfriend. We don't know who it wasn't a mother figure or anything. Mm. He was a sister or a girlfriend, and somehow mm. rather he was betrayed by her or something. Rather. Yeah, yeah, I think mm. that. Um, you like Michael Myers? I often, yeah, yeah, I often yeah, think yeah. that mm. um, that that it's sort of like um, let me think a little bit like the psycho story where um, maybe his parents tormented him to become a. No. To carry two roles, no. and no. that causes him to develop a split personality. No, I, th- no, I think there's another part we never see it, but I think there's a, it was alluded somewhere. I picked up on it somewhere. Uh, yeah, they meant Agnes. And I've got a funny feeling he's looking for an Agnes to kill. Yeah. Hmm. Like Michael Myers killed his sister because yeah. maybe he had a reason to kill her. He was an evil little boy. Yeah. yeah I mean, if yeah, you watch the 2006 mm. one, there was an, they created a bit, of a, in, um, a bit of a detailed story of Billy and Agnes. Uh, oh, did they? I haven't seen that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot more in, involved. In, involved in that one. <laughs> a lot of and, uh, less sci-fi or spi- fantasy related mm. than the 19, okay. um, 2019 one. Yeah. I'm thinking of that. I'm not going to review. So how many? Three versions, is it? Yeah, three versions. This of one, it. 2006 to 2009, is it? Yeah. Bloody oh. hell! That, everyone must think it was a good movie, hey? Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, um, the course calls continue, and they contact the the police, and the police eventually. The detective, well, the death sergeant doesn't. He's not, he, he doesn't take it seriously, but they yeah. have a word to the detective. Yeah, they have two detectives yeah, yeah. on staff who have a bit of a better idea about this. Yeah, sort of and, thing. and and they weren't going to do too much about it initially, but when the other little girls f- found dead, found dead, they thought, oh. There might be a guy hanging around doing naughty things, so they took it a bit more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So they arrange it with a phone company, guys, to um, set up a wire wiretap. The wiretap mm. for so whenever there's a bit of a bad phone message. Well, they're going to monitor all the phone calls yeah, coming in. That yeah. phone message will be going directly to the um, to the phone company, guys, <coughs> and find out who where well, these wait, calls wait, are coming wait, from. Wait, wait, wait. What would happen then? To, to be straight, the guy at the phone company. Uh, he'd be exchanged trying to manually trace it. Yeah, the olden days of the uh, the big clicky things. Yeah, so he'd have to go there and do it manually, run around from point to point looking for it. Trace it might take five minutes or so. But there was also a line put through to the uh, police station. So the detective would get any calls on a special phone, which was doctor said no one could hear, no one could hear him, but he could hear the calls. Yeah. So he could hear it, and they'll be listening to what was going on. And uh, yeah, so they kept these calls kept coming through, but mm. it was too short to trace initially. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mm. So eventually, um, I think that Jesse thinks that her boyfriend Peter might be doing the calls. Might be because the, the, the caller on the phone seemed to know a bit about her private yeah. life. See, mm. um, Peter did came by, and he kind of um, talked about the baby and stuff, and he want he. 
career is going flushed down the toilet as it's so supposed he, to speak. He, he wanted to sort of quit university and get a real job maybe and support her and the kitty yeah. and she didn't want any of that crap. Yeah, <laughs> she's, he Hard says that, bitch yeah, he said mm. that he was willing to support her in whatever she did. But I don't think she, can ha- she has the time to raise a kid and at the same time get through her, her schooling. That's a lot to take on, to be honest. Well, again, we don't know what she wanted out of life. So, mm. anyway, anyway, we're moving right along. The, yeah. Everyone's getting ready yeah. to go away mm. for the holidays. the holidays. So, anyway, two of our um, the the house mother or or sorry mother. mother, she gets not killed off. Well, she she said I'm going to stay at my sister's place for a few days or a week or something or other. Yeah. So, and and they thought she'd already gone, but she wasn't. She was the second victim. Yeah. And then we mm. get um we get two more girls get get killed off. One was in bed sleeping. Yes. And Je- Jesse was downstairs listening to carols caroling. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, knocking on the doors. Oh, I little kitties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, can we have some, um, um, what can we have some mulled pudding? wine? No, you're not having mulled mm-hmm. wine. You're a child. <laughs> or plum pudding. Eggnog, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, the next yeah. girl on the shopping block, she um, goes upstairs to lock some doors and windows, and then she gets cornered by the killer, and we, she gets killed off screen. Yeah, that's interesting. We knew what was going on, obviously. Of course, the phone calls come in, and eventually they get... A trace on finally on one of them, and the guy on the other end t- tells the detective and says uh, the calls are coming from inside the house, and he says, "You moron! This is the, the calls that come are." Yeah, yeah. Com- what he's trying to say is that they, when the guy says, "Oh, the calls coming from so and so address," that's the address it's going to. No, the calls coming from the, from there as well. There was another line, and the, apparently the de- the the house mother, whatever you want to call her. Had yeah. her own private line, and Billy has been using the private line. Yes, yeah, so mm. um, eventually, um, the stupid um, deputy, whatever her name is, um, phones her up and tells her that you must get out of the house. Don't go upstairs and t- inform your friends because. Do not pass go, do not collect $200. No. Yeah, <laughs> and he says, um, he flat out says, the, kill, the phone's calls coming from inside the house. You must get out of the house. Do not go upstairs. Yada, yada, yada. And guess what she did? She, she goes upstairs. upstairs. To see her friends make, and tell them to get out of the house. Unfortunately, she finds them both in one of the bedrooms. <laughs> racked and stacked. Racked and stacked. Yeah. And eventually the killer starts stalking her and she heads into the basement to hide. What a great place. You're supposed to be leaving the house. I'm going to go into the basement. Gee. Anyway, her boyfriend... Pete, Bill, yeah, Peter comes down there and he rat tats tats on the um, little basement, uh, basement do- door window. window. Do- yeah, and he breaks it and and we and then we he gets killed off screen wait, 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 by Jesse. Well, I think wait, wait, wait. he breaks the window and he gets into the basement and he comes up to her and says, "Hi, what's what's the matter?" Blah blah blah, and she thinks he's the killer, so she attacks him. And kills him. Yeah, and then the police arrive and they, they, see, her, and they yeah. see her in the corner with his dead body in her lap. And she was dazed. Yeah. This poor woman. Everyone thought, oh, Peter was the culprit. Yeah. Anyway, she's put to bed, given a sedative, I think. I could. Yeah, she was just to get sedated, maybe. Yeah, and, the, and they plan on having a guard outside for her. And they head off to... 
do and, whatever somewhere, and somewhere else upstairs in the house. Upstairs in the attic, we find out that Billy's still around and he's going to probably do his next killing very shortly. And we get the impression that she. Oh, yeah. And not to mention, both the house mother <coughs> and Claire's bodies are it's still, still uncovered. Yeah, because I didn't know. I didn't know they were upstairs. I didn't look any further they thought well the girl's missing they didn't look for the house key because you're supposed to be going away to her sister's place yeah so they didn't look in the attic and that's yeah. where billy's hiding silly boys so the police should have went through the whole yeah. house so the camera Can't zooms out and we hear the phone ring and we don't hear any music we just hear the phone ring ring, ring. and the credits start rolling so i got the i got the distinct impression that Billy was going to come down the ladder very shortly after the police sort of settled down and went downstairs, and he's going to take out the next victim. The end, of course. Yeah, but I left it hanging. I gotta admit, though, it it is an t- interesting twist when I think about this yeah. movie. So yeah, very interesting. And I think uh-huh. it, I, it's interesting how many times we are we get a sorority house and there's a killer in the attic and he starts killing off you know the girls one by one yeah. and and all that. The name Billy. Mm. That's okay. shown, Billy's the word. The name Billy has shown up in so many horror movies. I agree. Even Billy the Puppet, the from Saw. Yeah, Saw. Yeah, Billy the Puppet. Yeah, no, I was wondering if you tweak on it, Billy, <laughs> and Billy here. And I think it's, I think Billy showed up in another type of slasher movie as well. I said, Billy must be a very popular name over there. Yeah, mm, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I do think that as, as I said before, I'm not going to. Touch on to 2019 no, um, no, no. Black Christmas. We're only doing this because one. that one was more of a um, a, fan- a fantasy horror. If I, I think where yep. it deals with um, supernatural stuff, and I and it doesn't touch on to this movie. Yeah. Of course, they try to make out that they 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 did a good job in that one, but I still think that that one was not well crafted, especially when they did the trailer for it. No. A bit of developmental stuff here. here I did mention well. a few things before about uh, Roy Moore, hero screenplay, you know, titled Stop Me, blah, blah, yeah. Uh, the Urban Legend, Babysitter, yada, yada, yada. Now, he claimed to have also been inspired by a series of murders that occurred during a holiday season at Westmount in Montreal, I mentioned before, as cool. noted in an article in The Telegraph. Oh, cool. The murders which occurred in 1943 were perpetrated by a by a 14-year-old boy, boy who bludgeoned several of his family members to death. And that's supposed to be a real one, I believe. Mm. So, yeah, wow. Uh, it does remind you a little bit of some of the other horror movies, like uh, Michael Myers killed his sister, uh, other movies where someone's gone through and taken up the whole family, you know, mm. that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. I saw something here. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, he, he, he wanted to keep a straightforward slasher film, that's okay. Um, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Casting. Uh, Elvis Hussey was... This uh, is interesting. Uh, for you people who are into the occult and stuff, Olivia Hussey, who had previously gained, uh, garnered uh, international fame as her role as Juliet in Fra- Franco Zaffarelli's Romeo and Juliet, 1968, signed on to appear in the film after being told by a psychic that she would make a film in Canada that would earn her a great deal of money. 
Sometimes the psychics get it so mm, right. Interesting. Now, here's one. The guy, um, Kia Dalia, uh, her boy, uh, her boyfriend, he played Dave in 2001: A Space Odyssey in 1968. Mm. I thought I recognised him from somewhere. Mm. Now, here's another one. I won't go for all of them, but... Good idea. The role of Mrs. Mack was offered to Bette Davis. I have her. Yeah, it's, not, it's an old lady, but a bit before your time. And she declined the part. Yeah, not everyone likes... It's perfect. So, um, yeah, so another lady... Uh, what's her name? Was put in a role there. Uh, Mrs. Mack was played by Marion Moldman. So, yeah. Um, but Bette Davis didn't want it. I mean, not her solo movie. Hmm. No, so I, I can see that. Um, I won't go through all the other people here, um, there. Oh, here's one, a blast from the fire. This is well before your time. The role of, of Lieutenant Fuller was originally given to Edmund O'Brien. Mm. He was in a lot of the old 50s movies and that sort mm. of stuff. Yeah, a bit I like, uh, uh, not film noir stuff, but that sort of stuff at that period. Upon his arrival on set, mm. however, the producers realised that he would be unable to fulfil the duties required of the part due to his failing health stemming from Alzheimer's. So his brain was going a tad, so he uh, couldn't remember his So lines. they had to get someone a little longer. And that's younger. where John Saxon came in. Yeah. That makes all yeah. sense. So, no, I, mean, I used to like Edmund O'Brien. He's a good guy. Um, how old was he when they, well, they okay, tried to cast No, him. he was in the old 50s movies and stuff. How, how old do you expect he's going to be? Mm, I guess you have a point. <laughs> he could have been 70 by the time he got there. I don't know. Um, uh, now, the role of the film's antagonist, Italian-American actor Nick Mancuso was cast as one of the main voices in the phone call sequences. When auditioning for the role, director Clark had Mancuso sit in a chair facing away from him so as not to see the actor's face. I don't know why. Uh, Clark then had Mancuso experiment with different voices in order to come up with one that was right for the character, with Clark uh, later offering him the part. So, mm. obviously, a lot of different voices. There must have been a bit of over-tracking there. Well, I think there was. Yeah, there's so much going on. I think considering mm. that the fact that it felt like there was more than one person yeah. in that... It, just, it sounded like there's yeah, overdubbing and stuff, there's too many... Voices and changing pictures and stuff, and considering but, that it's mm. it's dealing with different yeah. um, sounds and well, that's what I think maybe a bit, it came out a bit like Legion. But anyway, uh, now uh, saw on location in Toronto during in the winter of seventy three seventy four. Their mm. winters in our summer times. So that's over yeah, November, December, January, something. Mm, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, blah 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 blah. Okay, nothing. Uh, some of the uh, some of the photographers done around the university in Toronto campus. Blah, 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 Where's Toronto? Blah, blah, blah. Hmm? Where's Toronto? Canada. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, ah, here we go. Scenes in the film involving POV, point of view mm, shots, uh, of Billy scaling the house were accomplished through the use of a rig designed by the camera operator, Bert Dunk, which was attached to his head. Whoa. As he climbed up the side of the house. Now, the cameras back in those days would have been heavy affairs, and that would have been mighty heavy to have on top of your head while you're trying to climb a trellis. So, good one, Bert Dunk. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. You made a step into GoPro style. 
Well, not really. Uh, GoPro. Uh, I won't go too much. See, I didn't have GoPros back in those days. I know, but it's a step in the right direction. Um, I won't talk about that. But well, not really, actually. I mean, GoPros are nice, but they yeah, they're not great. I mean, some but, of the, no. some of the but they can be really good too sometimes. Bad, but yeah, the bit of quality ones might be okay. Um, oh, here's one for you. Bit of information. Okay. Okay, the audio f- for disturbing phone calls was, was performed by model, multiple actors, including Mancuso and director Bob Clark. Mancuso also stated in the view, interview that he stood on his head during the recording sessions to compress his thorax and make his voice sound more demented. Cool. Interesting. What a good actor he is. He put, he put himself out upside down. He cool. spent three days recording the dialogue for the character, later recalling the experience as being very avant-garde, with Clark encouraging him to improvise with the character's voice. He wanted him to just go... With a flow. ...and just muck around with it. It was really good. Um, I, bet he di- I bet they never suspected he- what kind of words, he- stuff he would say. Oh, here's something. There was going to be a different ending. Really? Yeah. Like during, this? During the preparation... In 1975, for the film's American release, Warner Brothers studio executives asked Clark to change to change the concluding scene to show Claire's boyfriend Chris appear in front of Jess and say, "Agnes, don't tell them what we did before killing her." Hmm. However, Clark insisted on keeping the ending ambiguous. So, what's lo- ambiguous? Well. What was going to happen to Jess whilst he laid in bed? Oh, good. Is he going to survive? Is he going to come down the ladder and stab her, strangle her, throw her out the window, whatever? Yeah. Mm. So it's up to your imagination what's going to happen next. And that's, uh, yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Great. Some people people want it. That's tied up in a little package. There it is. No, no, no. Leave it out of the package. Yeah, a lot of people keep expecting everything to be out on on the plate. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's good to have a little bit held back. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think that's what um, a lot of 80s and 70s filmmakers are trying to do. Even try, did try to do. Yeah, just Although I, hanging I do yeah. wish that more filmmakers could do that nowadays. They keep thinking, um, let's just keep it nice, nice and nice and tidy, and end it uh, with a good on a good note. <coughs> Although we do get the old twist, but most of these twists don't compare to Black Christmas twists. Anyway, well, you think you're you're in a comfortable, you're in a good situation, you're safe, you're in a, and you're and no one's around, (coughs) but somehow you don't know the fact that maybe the killer you think is the killer is not really the killer at all. Here's here's a long long thing I want to read. If Sarah doesn't doesn't talk, interrupt. I'll get through it quickly. Television premiere controversy. What's that mean? Problems. Oh, okay. The film under the title Stranger in the House okay. was set to make its network television premiere oh. uh, uh, January 78 uh, at mm. Saturday Night at the Movies. Mm. Okay. Okay. Two weeks prior to its premiere, mm. the Chai Amiga Satori House on the campus of Florida State University in Tallahassee was a scene of a double murder in which the two Chai Amiga sisters asleep in their beds were bludgeoned to death. Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. The killer then went to a nearby room in the sorority house and violently attacked two more sleeping coeds who survived. 
Now, wait a minute. This oh, is the, I see. This, this, the connection it, it, there. Yeah. The killer was later identified as Ted Bundy, who was executed for this and other homicides in January 89. He's a real serial killer. Oh, <laughs> so that's why they... they and they were problems. too close to home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see mm. the problem there. Yeah. Because if... They somehow released it at the remo- at the wrong appropriate time. Yeah. Then um, people will start emulating the fact that they, this movie is about him or something like that. Well, no, it's just that if you're going to make a movie, um, what's the no, what? There's something like the Blair Witch Project. Or, uh, what was that Blair Witch or the other one? There's something like uh, the the Bell Witch or mm. I can't remember. There's something like that where it was, there was some murders involved. Or something or other, and it was too close to something that's happened in the oh, area. Oh, I think I know um, who. Um, it may not be anything related to what no, you're but talking the, the, about. No, but they wrote a story. Not about this, but uh-huh. about someone wrote a movie ba- based on something. Right, it was too close to something that really happened, mm. so I got squashed. Well, I'm uh, not sure which one you're referring uh, to, to be remember. honest. But I know of another one that took place, and it was called the. Um, let me see. What was it called? The, the. I can't remember the name of it, but it deals with um, um, some silly things that have. What's it called? The 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 the. But the movie anyway. Anyway, I know for a fact yeah. that um, there was a movie was a while it, back. Was it Thrill Kill or something or other? Or no, I'm not thinking of that. No, I just can't remember what it was. I, I anyway, remember, I was yeah. as I was t- saying before you interrupted me. I just want to spe- Get you to click something I'm trying to think, remember what the, I'm yeah, thinking. I know, that's I'm why I'm throwing to ref- things. Will you shut up? No, I'm trying to throw things that just inspire you. It might hit a button. Anyway, uh, the, the story took takes place, that's not too long ago, about two kids who went online and they looked up something inappropriate that was a supernatural thing that was on Wikipedia and they thought this was real so they went out and heard it when they're the school high what, um, primary yeah. school kids yeah, yeah. and of course she survived but these kids they've they're facing serious jail time because yeah. and when this when they came out with a movie after this i mean after the incident um the parents were so annoyed that these guys were making a film two years after the incident yeah. and this upset them and they wanted to can it from any cinemas in their town yeah, or area. Yeah. No, no, I'll see, I'll see somebody else here. Hmm. But anyway, anyway, um, anyway, uh, moving right along. Uh, reception. Mm. Mixed reviews. <laughs> As always, when you get into slasher genres and whatever. I guess this has happened a lot. I mean, if a movie's close to something that happened to... In reality. Lo- in reality. Mm, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's too, too close to... Yeah. And it has... Um, it does mention names and mentions t- um, things places about places, suggested yeah, yeah, yeah. locations. It does get a bit... It then yeah. um, gives you the wrong impression on It, it sounds movie. like you're trying to capitalise on somebody's misfortune or death or something rather. Anyway, um, now... Uh-huh. And I'm not applauding these people who do this, but I just think it's not right either. Sometimes it's totally... It, it just, walk away from a project idea and get do something else and maybe wait for it to cool down a bit. Anyway, here we go. A couple of things from the reviewers. Uh, A.H. Weiler uh, from New York Times called it a whodunit that raises the question as to why was it made. That's not very nice. <laughs> what are you doing? 
Oh, she's checking the computer app or something. Um, Variety called the film a bloody senseless kill for kicks feature that exploits unnecessary violence in a university sorority house operated by uh, an implausibly alcoholic ex-Hoffa, uh, Hoffa, a dancer probably. Uh, it's so placed, so slow-paced, murky tale involves an obscene telephone caller who apparently delights in killing the girls off one by one, even the hapless house mother. Oh. Yeah, when he tweeted like one of the girls. Gene Siskel of Chicago Tribune gave the film one and a half stars out of four and called it a routine shocker that is notable only for uh, indicating the kind of junk roles that talented actresses are forced to play in the movies. They didn't like it, did they? Kevin Thomas from the Los Angeles Times wrote, Before it maddeningly overreaches in a gratuitously evasive ending, Black Christmas opening today at selected theatres is a smart, stylish, Canadian-made little horror picture that is completely diverting. It may well be that its makers simply couldn't figure out how to end it. I don't think that was very nice. The idea was to leave it, leave it hanging there to make someone use their own imagination. I don't get people like that. They don't Kevin s- is wrong. He got no idea. I don't get these reviewers. They just don't. He wants a title. I want a closed ending. You oh, don't please know. give me you a don't break. Have a closed ending on everything. I don't like closed uh, ending. Uh, I like. I like twist endings. I like yeah. it when people think that you're Ooh, safe, yeah. and then the next minute you're thrown a curveball. Or leave it hanging like. Is it? Really over? Is it over? Is it not? Look at the blob. They had a question mark at the end of the movie. The mm. end? Question mark? Yeah. Aha. Now, I just aha. don't like it when review. they just think that everything has to be shoved in their face. And they won the parcel. It was good ending, good ending, closing. Yeah, okay, everything. They put the bed, everyone goes home, and everyone smiles. And No, no, no. It doesn't no, work no, that no, way. It doesn't no, work no, that no, way no. in real life. No, yeah. Contemporary reviews, that, that's the one done later. Mm-hmm have been more positive. Mm-hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, Black Christmas holds an approval rating of 71%, mm. with an average rating of 6.26. Whoopie do. The website's critics' consensus reads, the rare, the rare slasher with enough intelligence to wind up the tension between a bloody outburst. Black Christmas offers fiendishly enjoyable holiday viewing for genre fans. On Metacritic, the film has weighed its average score is 65 out of 100, based on the critics indicating generally favourable reviews. Sweet. Um, Heidi Martinuzzi of uh, Film Threat called the film innovative and praised the leading actress Olivia Hussey and Margot Kidder. Um, TV Guide award the film three out of four stars, writing... Although strictly standard fare, the material is elevated somewhat through Clark's skillful handling of such plot devices as obscene phone calls from the killer to the girls via the upstairs phone and a nicely handled twist ending. So mm. the other person up top there did a lot of twist ending. Oh yeah, which proves a genuine shock. She killed a boyfriend accidentally and the killer might kill her. Really good. I like that. Now, Author and film critic Leonard Moulton gave the film two and a half out of four stars, calling it bizarre, but also praised Kidder's performance as a stand.
stand out. Bizarre, but he doesn't give it no, um, bizarre, four stars. He gave it two and a half, he said. The Time Out film guide noted the film um, the film manages a good slice of good old-fashioned suspense. And that's what I keep telling Sarah about. You get the suspense. You've got a good storyline. doesn't be a perfect storyline, but you've got that suspense happening. Mm. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen in the next couple of seconds? What's going to happen in the next five minutes? What's going to happen in the next ten minutes? You've got this thing building up. And, and that's what guys like Alfred Hitchcock used to do. Build a suspense. And you're going, okay, what's going to happen next? And you're, you're mesmerised into watching the movie. What's going to happen? Yeah. I'm not going to go for a pee. I'm going to sit here and watch the movie. You know? yeah. I'll, put, I'll put the popcorn on later. You know? I um, don't get these people who yeah. just would say that the ending was not well crafted. Well, no. One of them said they didn't like the ending. But, I mean... You don't always have to have, okay, everyone's good. There's all you guys being in jail. Everyone's happy and smiley. Everyone kisses and cuddles, rides off the sunset and whatever. Mm. And You don't have to have that and I on like every the, movie. And I like the fact that it ends with a telephone call and you and it, ring, doesn't, ring. And it doesn't get answered. Well, I tell you what. Um, oh, crikey. Um, Which could mean that she may be dead. Oh, no. mental. Uh, mental block. Movie um, where the phone rang at the end, all the phones. A guy, no. uh, a guy went inside the computer. Uh, uh, oh yeah, now I remember. Um, lawnmower man. Lawnmower man. Yeah, right at the end, he, just near the end, the naughty guy. Uh, can't remember his name of the movie. Got sucked into, well, transferred into the computer. He came pure energy, whatever, and he was there. And he said, "You'll know I've arrived and taken control when I make all the phones ring." Ring. And all right, at the end of the movie, her, all the phones started ringing. And then it stopped. What was going to happen? Who knows? There was, a, <laughs> there was a sequel, but it was probably not as good as no, the, the original. No, the first movie. Actually, there's two, actually, there's two. I've got two copies of the movie. I've got the original theatrical release and the extended version with mm. extra footage in it. Uh, I've heard of that one. Mm. Mm. Um, not much difference. I mean, you've got extra footage, but um, it's... Uh, it, it, it depends on if you want to sit there the next half hour. Yeah. <laughs> I did th- I did enjoy this one. I like the fact that it just ends with a telephone call with no music. Yeah. You just yeah. um, less wondering What's what happens. Point? Yeah, just, just no music, no suspense. Just go ring, ring. Ring, ring. Not even a cricket. Ring, nothing. Ring, just, ring. just. And that's to me, it's spilling suspense. What's going to happen next? You go. Fade to black it's, credits. It's just like when you look at that movie Frogs, we only just hear cricket, cricket. I mean, ribbit, 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 ribbit. Is it the end of the world? Beats me. Is it the ladies that made a comment of the frogs there? We haven't seen anybody on the road all this time. We've been driving from so and to so and so. Well, yeah, because there's no one there. Have these people been killed off? Interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, I just don't understand. So I, I like a hanging ending like that. It's an ending, yeah. but it's an ending with, mm. ooh, what's happening next? Yeah, as I Are said, we dead? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said mm. before, I'm not too in- enticed by the, when they did the 2019 version of Black Christmas. What happened to that one? Well, that was more of a supernatural, you know, dabbling in the uh, black arts well, type. Yeah. You get a demon in there. And a bit yeah. of a comedy um, teen Drama well, thing. they do that sometimes. Get really the bit of I life gotta admit, it. I wasn't too yeah. impressed with it, and I didn't wasn't impressed when, when on the trailer mm. itself, when they released the trailer, it were it indicated that there was multiple killers in it. Yeah. Now, here, look, do you remember? Okay, I'm going to uh, take two things here. Okay. 
Remember back in the Universal movie days where um, mm. they'd make Frankenstein and Dracula and the Wolfman? Yes. They ran those for about, let's say, 10 years. I can't remember when they made the first one and killed the last one off. Mm. What happened, when they finished off making the Frankenstein films and mm. the Dracula films and the Wolfman was running a bit low on energy, they handed them over to Abbott and Costello and made comedies out of them. True. And they breathed new life into them. They got another another few movies out of them. Instead of going into the horror mode, they went into the comedy horror. True. So when you get a movie like this, uh, the third remake, they, they throw some comedy into it. I know. Well, maybe trying to breathe some life yeah, back into it. Yeah, but I thought when they did that 2019 one, yeah. it was trying too hard. They were forcing well, air into it. it when it didn't need air. Yeah. I mean, why, f- I mean, why fix, um, try to... If it ain't broke, don't if fix it's it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Okay, I well, mean, yeah. if you're doing a movie about um, a classic like like Black Christmas, like 1974, you shouldn't remake it because remake is. If it's a good remake, it's good to do a remake. But if it's a bad, if I mean, if it's a good remake, I mean, good version saying, of yeah. it, then <laughs> don't play with it. But if it's a bad remake, you yeah, can probably yeah. do something with the story. I agree. I mean, if you're going to make a remake, the remake should be at least on par or better than the original. Now, yeah. good, giving you a, a good example of a movie, if I was going to make a movie today, mm-hmm. if I had the expertise, um, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, the old silent movie? Yes. You remember, are you remember what I showed I'm it to you? I'm familiar with it. It's very... That's a word. It's an old silent movie, obviously. Um, it is one of those movies that, to me, I like silent movies, drags you in and you watch it. Mm. It's a good storyline. Um, it's very surrealistic sets. It is some of it's done on stage, which obviously it did a lot back in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything was out of kilter, weird angles on the sets and whatever to make the surrealism dream state type feel to it. It was a damn fine movie and a damn fine plot. Mm. Now, if I was going to do a remake of an old movie using an old script or a theme, I would get that and make a script up for it. Because storyline's there mm. and make it a little bit surrealistic. Mm. But, you know, you talked about, uh, to me, earlier on, that thing about using um, colored, different colour start colours and filters and stuff like mm. Dario Argento did when he did Suspiria. Mm. Yeah. I'll do it up something like that and get that sort of tension and weird feeling about We're it. building up to it. Building up to it, yeah. And have that and come up the climax and, mm. and do something like that. And, yeah, when you take an old movie, yeah. make it better. Don't make it worse. Yeah. yeah I remember yeah, when yeah. they did take Suspiria. I mean, I think it was... The original Suspiria. It, I think there was two <laughs> attempts on trying to make a, a remake out of it. Yeah. And Dar- Dario o- Argento. Argento, he didn't want that to happen. No, he, I ri- mean, it was his work. The, ori- the original one, the girl, was the girl that was, was that yeah, the girl was in a the, girl. Fan of, uh, the uh, Phantom? Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. The that. girl, I can't remember her name, but she was a girl. Phantom who, of, um, of the Paradise. Paradise, yeah. See, yeah, the girl who played the lead role, and that's who played the, the girl in this one as well. And um, hmm. she played a good role in both those movies, but, um, hmm. but Dario Argento. His mm. first movie, Suspiria. If you guys haven't seen it, mm. go and get a copy. I don't, what, where was the most? Uh, yeah, 70, back in 1977. 77. Yeah, and it's a top movie. I don't think we've reviewed that, have we? Yes, we have. Did we? Okay, mm. last year maybe or earlier this year. Or, 
Uh, it, it's a damn fine movie. Um, scares the crap out of you. I um, can't admit, I do like feeling. I do like the colours they use, like the blues, yeah. the intense yellows, the like reds, those yeah. types of colours. Yeah. I, I call the European film when they have a film of colours coming out of As we stuff, said yeah. before, guys, if it's neat, broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Or even if you think it's wonderful and you wish to do something like yeah, that, make it make, better. Make it um, your own. Yeah, but make it better. But don't yeah. um, try to enforce... Um, change it or something because to be honest I often think there was yeah. a bit of symbolism with that Suspiria movie and, yeah. and yeah. only Dario Argento knew what he wanted to get it, out it of it it was in his head it and was he in won, his head and, he and it was on, on, on his on in the film yeah he did good I don't even know if the same could be said for the new Suspiria I don't no. think it's a different storyline I mean it's a similar storyline but yeah. it's, it's totally different uh, in many ways and it's uh, I think it loses it yeah don't anyway it doesn't matter we're not talking about the new movie sorry guys we're, we're, we're comparing it to yeah, movies but I do yeah. admit though mm. um, I, if, the, if you wanted to remake a remake a movie I would go for a bad movie that was considered not really good well, back I, then here you go and I, then and then make it better, you know, in a bit of a better yeah, setting. Well, take okay. Oh wait, um, well, they did make that mistake, that similar mistake when they did, um, the um, Slum Party Mass- Massacre new movie. I yeah, think yeah, that no, we try to watch that, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it failed to attract. attract. So you, you get a crappy movie to start with. Yes. With a basic good storyline. Hmm. I'm going to mention Plan 9 from Outer Space. Go ahead. I love Ed Wood. I'm sorry you go groan. Okay. Now, the point is that Ed Wood had heart and he had imagination, didn't have the money to make a good movie because he killed his, he killed his career when he did Glenn or Glenda. We know all, we know all this bullshit. Now, sorry, I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that. No, now, don't. Now, the point is that you get a crappy movie like that and then you rewrite the script to make, give, make the better dialogue. Mm. But basically, it had the bones to be a good movie. Mm. But mm-hmm. he didn't have the money to make a good movie out of it. True. And that's the, that was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it was really uh, a shame. Uh, guys like Ed Wood had heart. Mm-hmm. He just didn't have the money. Or the guy who made the um, Teenage Mount of Space, um, something, Tom, Tom Graff, was it? Yeah, Tom Graff. Um, he made one movie as far as I wasn't it? Yeah, as far as, um, yeah. probably a few others, but I'm not that's familiar with That was the main one those. he's known for, yeah. This one's more well known. Yeah. And, and 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 he ended up in the nut house, didn't he, or something like that? No, yeah. he didn't go well to the nut house. He killed himself. Oh, killed himself, whatever. Yeah, he, he was obviously going through mental problems. He had just killed himself. Uh, uh, Ed, Ed Wood, I believe, uh, got a, drunk, a drinking problem and went into a, went to an early death due to his alcoholism. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these guys got imagination, but people yeah. aren't supporting the people. We well back in those days and. Yeah, it's still hard, hard, hard. Hard business to get into. It is a hard, time. still yeah. a hard industry to mm. break through. I mean, I, I know these days we have, we can display our talent online and and well, you, show you, it you off. You got YouTube and stuff, yeah, but but the point is, back in those days, you had big bulky equipment you had to take around. You had to take a big lumpy camera around and stands mm. and light gear and blah yeah. blah. Everything was big and lumpy. Yeah. Nowadays, you can get a a DSLR camera, hmm. which can uh, a decent one, which does high definition filming in it, and you can make a, a movie out out of two tenths of bugger all. You can say, I got a camera, I I got daylight, uh, I don't need any lighting outside. I can do a, a movie in the daytime. Hmm. I got a camera and I got a an, a microphone on a stick coming into a cheap recorder, hmm. and you can make a movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, they, they couldn't do it that cheap years ago. And um, you can make a million movies really, really cheap. Mm, true. Uh, but they couldn't do it really cheap because everything mm. cost. Mm, true. Mm. There was a movie, I can't remember what it's called. It wasn't following, it was something else. Came, but they did something and they didn't have any money for light, so they did all the sh- internal shots near windows to take the natural light into consideration, open up the aperture a bit so they can get some light in the frame. Mm. So yeah, yeah, back in those days, that was that, that was wet film. Mm. Yeah, so it, you, you you do what you can of what you got, and uh, yeah, it's it's really hard back in those days. You couldn't do that. Mm, true. Nowadays, digital, you can do it. You can make a movie on your mobile phone. You know, you've got a good one. At least some. Yeah. T- I mean, I think that when it comes to bright ideas, I think the independent ones are always getting the awesome yeah. ideas out. They're trying to. I mean, it's hard. Um, like you. One of my favourite independents has got to be um, Chastity Bites. Mm. That is a great production. I agree. And I like uh, Alison Alison Scagliotti as the main role. Mm. She really runs that movie. She's got a great personality and I think she really did a great job as a lead role. Yeah. And the people who made it... Was it... I can't remember who made the movie. Oh, I've got to mean a lot. Um... Yeah, but the people who made that was an independent job, and it came out so damn polished. Isn't it? Mm. One of our favourite movies. Mm-hmm. Well, one of our favourite independent movies, yeah. And, uh, and it's fun. It's a good black comedy. I agree. I mean, I do. I did, they did mention to me when I was um, interviewing them for Phantasma, I mean, for Attack from Planet B, um, they said to me that. They were going to make a sequel, you know, Chastity Bites, okay. but um, taking place in somewhere in Romania or, or made up. Oh, they, were going to, they were going to go for holiday with the girl, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think they didn't have enough. They, I think, don't the think they had enough money to go. Over. Yeah, you need the budget, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the whole point. You're doing independence, you can't get the funding. What do you do? Yeah, it would yeah. have been an awesome idea, and I would applaud them for their hard efforts. I, I think they did a great job. Anyway. This is getting we're getting long and tooth here. Yes. So and um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, just so you guys know, we did a not too long ago. We we me and Mike here. We last week we went to see the Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to have a yeah. quick five minutes left? Yeah, we can yeah. talk about it. Um, it was not a bad movie, and I did like the um the egg hunt Easter eggs I found in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're basically, the new movie. It's nothing like the franchise. For those of you people who haven't seen it yet, it's actually just coming out now. Uh, we got a pre- an advanced yeah, preview. So, if you guys are looking for yeah. uh, Mi- Mi- Mila, um, Avak, what's her name? Can I? Is it Mila Jovovich. Mi- Mila Jovovich. She's not in it. No, she's and not that in role it. isn't in it. But I was, I was going to say. Go on. That if you used to the franchise, I, I love the franchise of Mila Jovovich in it, but the role of Alice is, and the Red Queen or whatever, they're not in it. This movie is based solely. On the uh, game, hmm. the uh, arcade game, whatever, PC, uh, Resident Evil 1 and 2, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. 1, 2, and probably 3, yeah. maybe. Yeah, 1, 2. So it's actually more in line with the Considering game. Considering that yeah, Jill Valentine, she appears in the third um, yeah. third video game. Yeah. So they've, they've done some, uh, they did uh, a bit of... Um, cut and slice. Cut and slice some of the people in the the um, the game. To make up composite roles in the movie, and it's, it's it's worked well. If I had not seen Mila Jovovich in Resident Evil One, Two, Three, whatever, uh, 
I would have liked this movie more, but I just like Mila Jovovich as my model Amazon running around beating everybody up, you know. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> I guess, as I said before in the past, um, her character, Alice's character, was mostly inspired by all those other female lead characters from the game, as well, I said. Yeah, yeah, of course. Even if um, it was all made up in the minds of, of the script writer. Yeah, well, you look at Electra, her, Alice, and other people like that. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, female, empowered female takes on the naughty guys. Yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, the final girl. Uh, or uh, the one with where that girl's trained to kill us, right? Hmm. Yeah, another empowered female. Yeah. yeah it's really good. Yeah. More like, um, like, pardon me. Oh, I mean, it's... Oh, I mean, so the original franchise, they always they made all the um, main video game characters into co-star characters instead yeah. of the, le- the actual lead characters. Yeah. So, a bit of a drag from when I think about it because to be honest I hated that Logan K- Kennedy's character was was made into a co-star character instead yeah. of, le- yeah. instead of okay. a, le- a proper okay. lead okay. Okay. and the same I could say for um, Chris and Claire Redfield and yeah. Jill Valentine which yeah. I thought Valentine in the thir- in the in the second Resident Evil movie was pretty close to the actual yeah. movie anyway, game character. Let, let, let's leave. We're not reviewing that. We're just touching on it. Anyway. I know. I know. Uh, look, it's, it's, it's been wanted to review it next year. Yeah, Maybe we might review in that January, movie like next early year. Early February, or whatever. Yeah. When we start up again. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm gonna say is that it's not a bad yeah. movie. If, yeah. it, if it's coming out over the Christmas break there in America yeah. or England, whatever, yeah, go see it. It's worth it's worth yeah. a look. Yeah. I got free tickets from free or free passes from those. Well, people. yeah, we were asked to do a review on it, so. Mm. so um, I've no. already written, uh, already written a written review that I posted just oh, a while ago. What site's that on? What? Oh, that will be on my journalist page. Yeah, but the company didn't you do it for a magazine, an online magazine or something? No, it's mostly um. Well, I, I don't more like a site. Oh yeah, well, or a Facebook page anyway. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I just don't know much about them. Okay. Oh, okay. So Brisbane. Um, re- re- uh, review Brisbane, whatever they call go. them. So she's done a review on re- review Brisbane, so it's in there, and you're on, and on your site as well, is it? Yep. Okay. There you go. If you want to have a look at it. Um, now we haven't reviewed this yet, but I haven't I haven't mentioned anything about availability. eBay, plenty of new and news. There's there are some VHS, so unless you've got a VHS player, be very careful. Uh, Amazon, plenty to buy or rent. Mm-hmm. Um. Blu-ray available, I think, uh, in there as well. Um, look, it's a top movie. And as I said mm. before, guys, do not mistake it for the 2006 version yeah, get or your, the get, 2019 get the right one. This is the, um, the, two, the 1974 version. Yeah, so don't yes. get confused when you go and start buying, okay? Yeah, and ba- don't get a VHS unless you've got a player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, rating it. Mm, yeah. I'm going to give it... Hang on, I'm trying to think. I can't find anything majorly wrong with the movie. Me neither. I however, think it's pretty cool. However, I would say probably there was a little bit of room for improvement in some of the characters in it. Mm. Just my liking. It's nothing personal. So I'm going to give it nine. I would give it... Um, I think I would give it an eight and a half out of ten mm, myself. Yeah. I often think that there is room for improvement, and I do agree with Mike that that I wish there was more sus- um, suspicion with yeah. Peter, and you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, there was not enough um, information they, 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 whether yeah, they, or not they, they it would have been him. They could have built that part of it up a little bit. Their personalities, 
a little bit more Peter and Jess time there yeah. to create a bit more suspicion. There's not oh, enough yeah. um, to exp- nation that he was the killer. I know yeah, that we it, it, there's nothing to, it, it's just like, oh, there he is. Oh, he, and then she actually said that, well, when I got one of the phone calls, he was actually there, so he couldn't have been making the phone calls. Hmm. But later on, she believes he was a killer. Believe him, yeah. So it's like there's a few things there, but yeah, yeah and a few little mistakes like that. But look, I don't care. It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I did thought it was interesting when, when we just cut to the policeman outside and then we just fi- find the her just lying there with her boyfriend dead in her lap or something. I would love a bit of a struggle or maybe some Whoa. more um, well, see, action. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't even see it. He came in towards her and all of a sudden it's cut away. Now that it finished. Cut yeah. to the policeman outside. And, and take yeah, him in. Yeah, I know so that there was nothing. plenty of cutaways, like many um, uh, Alfred Hitchcock suspension of disbelief type stuff. But most of the time, there is a bit of gore but in these movies. Would the, what would Psycho be like without the shower scene? Hello? True, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, like if you cut away at the most important angle, point, pointing, yeah. a point, a point, important moments, then. It, it leaves you wondering if maybe the person survived or maybe he's dead. Or well, something. yeah, but it didn't even start. It didn't even seem to start the struggle. I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah, so they could have been start the struggle and then fighting a bit. Then all of a sudden they cut away. Yeah, they could. They didn't do that. Maybe yeah. Oliver didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, that's about it for us tonight, guys. Um, almost. What? Are we gonna say Merry Christmas? Oh yes, <laughs> uh, this will be our last episode until february guys so yeah probably um, the first week of february isn't it? February yeah the first week? week of february we'll start up again yeah. so we'll see you guys for our next podcast for the next year so have a merry christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate wherever you are and i hope you guys have a good new year ahead of you all right bye for now and for those of you around the world uh, i know america and England and Europe are all in the Northern Hemisphere. Hope you don't get too cold. Um, we're in the Southern Hemisphere here. we got... Don't go into Sister uh, Six, no, Mike. It's, <laughs> no, it's just that they have snow and we have sweltering heat and everything else and cyclones. and yeah. So it's, it's up around 30 degrees. And, you Mike, know, move on. <laughs> so, don't pull the cup. Keep, keep warm. And, and and if there's any snowdrifts out there, guys, just keep away from them. Just stay yeah. home, you know. Also, guys, yeah. we're, again, I'm sorry we could have, um, we kept postponing some, you know, episode time between now. Yeah, and we Christmas. had a we had a bit of a family issue here, and we yeah. had a few As I said before, so, yeah. we can't be helped if we can't review. And I didn't want to feel like <clears throat> like it's adding stress to our performance. And we couldn't have done a decent product if, if, if all this drama going on. So yeah. Anyway. anyway, so have a nice Merry Christmas, and I s- I'll see you guys in February next year. All right, bye for now. Okay, guys, see ya. Bye. <laughs>